This is the PMP Industry Insider Podcast. We're talking about what is changing in the industry and taking you straight to the front lines of what the future holds. If you're ready to grow your pest control or lawn care business, you're in the right place. Hello, everyone. Welcome out to the PMP Industry Insider Podcast, where we look at what is changing in the industry, and we take you to the front lines to those that are driving those changes. My name is Donnie Shelton, owner of Triangle Home Services, which also houses Triangle Pest Control and Triangle Lawn Care, as well as the CEO of Comarch, which offers digital marketing and sales services for the home services industry, specifically with pest and lawn. And with me, as always, is Mr. Dan Gordon. Dan, say hello and introduce yourself and our topic, if you don't mind. Good morning. Good afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. Uh, Dan Gordon, PCO Bookkeepers, um, fractionalized CFO services uh, for the pest and lawn industry, as well as exit planning services. And so today, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about, um, I think we have our two favorite guests on, Donnie and I, without a guest. <laughs> and uh, what we're going to talk about is the uh, first half of uh, 2021. What we're seeing, uh, what Donnie's seeing it uh, from, from his clients at Cole March as well as Triangle, and what we're seeing, um, you know, from a uh, finance uh, growth, uh, M&A, um, labor, perspective um, from what we're seeing from our clients. So uh, I guess uh, I don't need any, I don't need to do an intro. We're there. So Yeah, no, we are. We are. And Dan, I thought it would be good for us to start out kind of big picture and then dial back into how that has an effect on numbers in terms of financial performance and marketing. But, you know, overall, you know, kind of what I'm seeing, and, I, and I'm not only seeing it in Triangle's numbers, I'm seeing it in our clients' numbers, but um, I almost want to call it the COVID hangover, right? We Everyone had a really strong, most folks that I know had a really strong year last year um, during COVID, which was kind of different than what I think most folks would expect. And now that we're kind of on the backside of COVID, some folks are, you know, they're struggling to hit some of the numbers that they had in COVID. Um, I won't say that's in all segments. You know, one of the things that we're seeing is we're seeing a resurgence of, of bed bugs in terms of, you know, people are getting more um, more bed bug leads. They're doing more bed bug jobs because obviously with COVID it, it got sacked. Um, but but definitely seeing um, that come back. But but overall, I think at least the folks I'm talking to, and Dan, obviously you may have a different opinion on this, which I hope you do. If you don't, that's fine. But um, it, 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 we just had a really, really, you know, it was almost like we took a dip last year in 2020 and while there was kind of this uncertainty and then it just blew up. And, and this year what we're seeing in Q2 is that those numbers are a little bit more difficult to hit. What, what are you seeing on your end? Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it uh, later, but um, what we're seeing is that, yeah, last year was a terrific year in the industry, but we definitely like that March, April, half of May or so, when the whole country uh, kind of hunkered down uh, before we realized that uh, we could do this thing and that, um, you know, that we were an essential service. And so um, the comps on those months for this year really, um, you know, um, were easy to beat and they, and we beat them handily, but now things are getting a little more, um, more in line. I don't want to say difficult, but more in line. That's, that's what we're seeing. We'll, we'll talk about the index in a little while. 
Sure. Sure. Well, I mean, you know, I, I, you know, we're doing a Q2 wrap up here and I, and if, I mean, I can kind of start off with just kind of the, what I would consider to be the bare bones numbers that you really need to be looking at and kind of what, what's happening with them. You know, organic growth is to me one of the best indicators as to what's really happening in terms of demand and what's happening online in terms of marketing. And in Q1, you know, when you took the whole customer base of Coolmarch, organic growth was up almost 23%. Now, that is a that is expected because, you know, Q1 last year in 2020 was when kind of everything started, you know, shut down and there's all this uncertainty. Q2, it's like you said, Dan, it's coming back in line. Our organic growth across the board has been around 12%. Um, and it's interesting when you dig into that 12%, April was up 26%, May 1.5%, and June 9.4%. So the good news is, is that it's up, it's doing quite well. Um, but I mean, but the, I don't want to say it's a challenge, it's not really bad news, but we have definitely seen it kind of come back in line with what you would typically see in any calendar year. Um, and so I, you know, I think as far as the forecast is concerned, I think, you know, we're going to continue to see kind of this normalization. And then around October, November, we're going to start seeing a um, we're going to start seeing these numbers come up again. Um, and I just think, you know, we're I think we're just kind of getting I don't, again. I don't want to call it a COVID hangover, but I think we're going to be more in line with what we would typically see. Um, but you never know, right? I mean, I'm, that's kind of a prediction. We, we, you know, if COVID has this resurgence, who knows, right? But in terms of demand and organic growth, we're seeing the exact same thing online. So, yeah. So, what? Tell us about uh, marketing. Tell us about uh, you know cost per lead, cost per sale. Uh, how yeah. has that been going on the pay per click side? And well, I will tell you this. Um, Google, there has been a ton of Google algorithm updates, and I really want to start there. Um, and it has been a very busy summer with with Google. You know, in May, um, there were several um, updates that were done. And the and the biggest one I would say is this: they made an update where, in the past, you know, Google is going back to more informational based. They they obviously are service based as well. But what I'm seeing is, is that they're they're actually splitting that out. Like, for example, and these are called like location modifiers. So if you were to Google search, say, bed bug treatment without the mention of Raleigh in the past on the search engine side of things. And now I'm talking about organic search. You would get local companies as part <clears throat> of that uh, result. Now, with this update that released in May, they are pulling those out of kind of the the, the the organic, you, know, you can still be there in terms of Google local services. You can still be in the local pack. You can still do paid ads, but you know, kind of your traditional what you would see in the search engine results page, those are going away. And we have seen an impact on some of our clients um, where you know this shift back to informational sites. Um, if they didn't, if they were not on the paid side and they were kind of getting what I would consider to be free, <laughs> free traffic without these location modifiers that's just simply dropping off. And so it's just something that, you know, obviously if you're working with a, a digital marketing company, if you're not taking advantage of location identifiers, if you're not marketing 
um, on the paid side with location identifiers, you really need to be paying attention to that because that traffic is drying up. Um, another big update or, or another so big- what, So what you're saying is that uh, Google is further monetizing their, their platform. They are, they Imagine are, and that. you know, obviously, well, what they're saying is, is that, <laughs> hey, we're making this more user friendly <laughs> right, <laughs> for, for end users, right? Um, yep. And obviously I don't work at Google, but, but to, you know, as a financial guy, I mean, it's, you know, is that the motivation? Who knows? I don't know. But, you know, so that was May. Okay. Now in June, there were a few more updates that were done. Um, and, and there's kind of three big updates that were done. Number one was kind of a broad core algorithm update. Um, that was not really, uh, it didn't have really in, any impact on our clients. It was more just kind of closing up the loopholes that folks use to manipulate the search engine result page. Um, there were two spam updates, which again, we didn't see any of our sites take a hit for this, but you know, it's something to think about. You know, we, and I've talked about this in the past is, a lot of times when folks come to our, our, our business or, you know, any other business, right? If they've worked with a company in the past that we're, we're not really following Google guidelines, typically the first six to 12 months, all we're doing is just cleaning up their ecosystem. So Google, you know, there for a while, were, they were really, really big on, and they still are, you know, any kind of spamming. They definitely ding you for it. When you say spamming, what do you mean by spamming? So uh, obviously, yeah. when you do email cam campaigns, those are outbound, but Google's with kind of right. an inbound thing. So what's a spam so, on it? Yeah, so a spam would be, um, you know, in the past, and this is old school SEO, but you know, you could, you know, Google works just like a research paper. I mean, if you look at kind of the, the genesis of Google, it followed a kind of a similar path of like you know, academics if someone writes say some research paper the more people that reference that paper you know that content is considered to be more and more valuable and so google was designed around that idea and so in the past what people would do is they would pay for links and they would create all of these citations on sites that didn't necessarily you know you might have a site there used to be these sites where you could just buy links and you could you know jam in these keywords and so basically you would build up this search index of, of these keywords that come to your site that may not have any, any um, value to someone searching other than just building up your domain authority. And so, you know, Google caught onto that pretty quick and then they released several algorithm updates that would go out and search for these things. And if they caught or they saw that you were, you had these kind of links that are laying out there, they would, they would basically ding your site and you would, you know, you would, they, they would penalize your site and you would not show up as well in the search engine result page. And so that's been kind of an ongoing thing. It's been happening for the last five years. Um, and so there was a, just another update for that. Um, I think a lot of folks um, who, you know, it, it, like all things in life, there are no quick fixes online. And I think folks who bet off on that and was able to, and you can, you can win in the short game, but the, the fact is, is that if you go against their guidelines, Sooner or later, Google's going to get you. Um, well, yeah. that, that's an interesting one. So we have clients that uh, you know are in both pest and lawn care and have two separate sites, but a lot of the copy is the same. And so what, I think what you're uh, alluding to is that if you're copying or uh, 
duplicating copy on on uh, websites, then they ding you. But if you own both websites and you wanted to do something like that, what um, what are the ramifications of that? Yeah, it, it, you, you definitely don't want to do that because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who owns it. It's a user experience thing. And, you know, the reality of it is, is Google's going to be like, well, you're, you know, basically copying over and it's already there. Does that even make any sense? And so I would not do that. I would certainly, and, and you know, it, it's a challenge even at Colmarch. You know, we've got several pest and lawn clients and how many ways can we talk about, you know, termites? How many ways can we talk about a lawn? <laughs> it's right. difficult, right, right. but you know, yeah, but you have to do it. So, but you know, the really big, the really, really big update that I think uh, I want our listeners to, to learn about and know about is this whole, it's called Core Web Vitals. It's a, it's a Google page experience update. And this was a really, really big one. Um, and so basically they announced this update back in 2020 um, and they announced it again on June 15th. We started seeing this update come out around mid-July. And essentially this update, it's kind of a different update. You know, in the past, it's always been about um, content and citations and inbound links and those types of things. Um, more and more what we're seeing is Google is becoming more user experience focused. I mean, not to say they've never been user experience focused, obviously all those things build into that, but this is more of like what's called, a, you know, they, they call it like a CWV score. Um, and so essentially what that means is they are, they're measuring things like your load speed. They're checking out what they call cumulative layout shifts and first input delay. Whereas if someone comes into your site and, it takes them a really long time to take an action or if they never take an action or if it takes too long for your page to load and the customer, you know, or potential customer bounces out, um, that's going to have a big impact on your rank. And so what we're seeing is, is that Google is <laughs> measuring this and depending on how well your site performs, they will, you know, either promote your site uh, or they will penalize your site. And, and so this is called core web vitals. And if you have, you know, a marketing company that you're working with, there's tons of tools out on the web that you can run on your site to see how well you score within Google um, website tools. You know, you can go in and actually see recommendations that they have for your site. So I would say knowing that this update has been released, if you've not had this done or if you've not had someone look at you, look at this for you, you definitely need to go and figure out what your CWV score is. Um, and, and again, that's called Core Web Vitals. It's, I shouldn't use CWV, but, um, but get, this, get this actual test done and then see where your site can improve. Now, for Colmarch folks, we're already doing this, right? We're doing this for all of our clients. We're just making sure that we're in line with the algorithm update. But I would definitely make sure that, um, that you get this done. So those so are besides, the algorithm updates. Besides, besides uh uh, form fills, what are other actions that are, that score points, right? Is it just yeah. flipping from page the, the, to page? Whatever? The, the big one is page load time. Um, mm -hmm. That is a huge, huge thing. Um, and then the other one is first input delay, you know, which basically first input delay, it measures interactivity, right? So, so the idea of that, you know, if someone comes to your site, they should start interacting with your site. Um, which is fine. It's kind of a hard thing for us because if you think about for us, how do people bypass control? Is it via text, email, or phone? Which one is the highest? It's the phone, right? It's the phone, yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of a challenge in our industry because 
you know, how do you, how do you show Google that you've got this first input delay? Um, you know, they may say, oh, the site's not, you know, the, the customer's not interacting when in fact they are. They're going to the site. But don't you, know you have I mean? the Google phone numbers that, that um, you know, that, that so they know that it, it's coming not always. through a Google number? Okay. Not all customers. Yeah. Not all customers. If you use something like CTM or something, I mean, you can certainly do that. But it's, um, anyway, my point is, is that you really need to sit down with someone and just go through these. And, and, and the other part one is, um, you know, obviously the basics, I, I probably should have talked about this before, but, you know, you need to have a mobile friendly site. I think that's all taken care of, you know, safe browsing, making sure that you've got, um, you know, your HTTPS and those types of things. And so, and the last one is if you've got these little pop-ups that happen, I'm not talking about like something like podium, that's fine. Um, but you know, you've got these intrusive things that are popping out. That's going to ding your site as well. So just something to be up. Um, I would be, looking at definitely a question I'd be asking, you know, your marketing company and, and you can go in and grab the score yourself. But, um, you know, if you just Google search for lack of a better term there, um, it, it, you know, if you just Google search, you know, CW, um, CWD score, uh, there's a tool right there on Google and you can put your site in, it'll give you a score, tell you areas you can improve. And if anything, I think it's just a good way, you know, your core web vitals to make sure that you're in line and that, this update's not going to have to in your site in any way. So, um, so we're we're just talking about organics, right? So the pay-per-click side is, uh, I mean, what percentage nowadays? I mean, in the past, everybody organic, you've got to have all this uh, really good content and everything. And like you said, how many different ways can you describe termite control? So, yeah. um, if if I said uh, I get a hundred leads on from my website, how many come from pay-per-click and how many come from organic these days? Yeah, you know, it, that's a difficult number to grab just because there's so many competing ways to get uh, a lead. You know, I would say between Google local services, paid ads, um, it's probably going to be like a 30 to 40% split, meaning 30 to 40% on paid, and the remainder is still coming in. I mean, you know, you got local pack and you've got um, and you've got the basic search engine result page. And those are very strong still. Um, so you're you, saying you organic is more than 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 paid? Like it, somebody it, who re, like a brand new company that comes out of the box. Yeah. How do you recommend it? Is that? Yeah, I mean it's I you know to this day organic is still the strongest indicator or is still going to be the strongest generator of leads. But you know, and and I've talked about this in the past. All of that's changing you know, on mobile, you've got to scroll an awful lot to hit an organic listing. You know, the real action now, I think, is Google local services and your local pack. And and you got to make sure that you're super strong in those areas. And that comes from a number of factors, right? It comes from, you know, search engine optimization that comes from reviews. You know, it, you know, in some cases you can, you can, you know, you can do what's paid ads in those, in those areas, but um, it is definitely a, um, it's shifting. You know, they're monetizing the platform more and more and more. I got one more thing, Dan, and then I'm going to, yeah. I know we got to get over to the past index, but this is a big one. And I think our listeners need to know there was also a big update to Google local services that happened in uh, Q2. And, and the big one, well, there's really two big things that happened in Google local services. Number one is they introduced this idea of message leads. So in the past, you know, it has always been like with Google local services, Google provides the phone number, 
customer searches, you know, pest control, lawn care, whatever. Um, and then they make the phone call and that's how Google says, yep, that's a lead. Now there's a messaging option that, you know, allows the customer to reach the business without picking up the phone. Um, the nice thing is, is that these leads are half the price of phone leads. And, and that's one of the ways that Google's trying to balance out the increasing cost of leads through Google local services, because, you know, Google local services works the same way as pay-per-click. The more folks that jump in, the higher they bid the price up, the more you're going to pay per lead. Um, the downside of that is it's going to take a lot more management from the business side to stay on top of when these messages come in. I mean, one of the things that we see a lot, especially with our clients is they have very good systems in place for answering the phone. They're not quite there on answering text messages, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or are the mm -hmm. forms. And so, um, that's, that's one downside. The other one, and I think this one is really exciting and a little scary at the same time is in Google local services. Now you can do online booking. Um, so basically what the feature does is it displays open time slots for not only for a customer to buy your service, but they can also schedule it. Um, and that's, you know, that's been kind of think about this for a moment. If someone is out Googling, say, pest control or lawn care, they never go to your website. They see an ad, they book the ad, pay for it, all done. How many times did they touch your website in that experience? None, but the interest, how does it get into your CRM? Or yeah, what, well, I was uh, going to talk about that. So here's the deal. Right now, it's only currently available uh, for services like scheduling services like House Call Pro and Service Titan. Uh, we are actually already talking to Google and we're trying to pull in some of the industry CRMs, um, you know, like WorkWave as, as well as Real Green and a few of these other CRMs that are out. Because the fact is, is that right now we're not seeing this, you know, this is not available in pest and lawn, but I promise you in by Q4, this is going to be a thing in Google local services. So this is something to keep your eye out for. Uh, I think it's going to be a huge um, hit once it does, uh, you know, once it is released out. And I think the only reason that we don't have it for pest and lawn is because there's not really any CRMs that support this feature. But, you know, with the advent of APIs and, and you know, people opening up their databases, this is going to change. So, you know, this is a feature that's already out. It's not out for our industry yet, but I would anticipate it being out by Q4 this year. So there you go. What have kind it. of technology of all, do you need? Yeah, what, what kind of technology do you need to, uh, like when you manage a, a phone call, you've got, you know, some phone system that, that directs the, the call and, and routes it and everything. How does that work with texting? Is there, are there softwares that uh, send the text to the right person or to the right yeah. department? And, yeah. and where does it come from when you text back? Yeah, so we have, um, you know, I can't speak to other systems because I don't know them. I, obviously, the only system I can speak to is CTM. That's the one that we use on our call platform. And if someone texts, it goes right into, they have what's called a call log. And so it, it's, it's handled just like a phone call. And so there's like this messaging platform. And no matter how folks come in or they come in through a form field, they come in through a text message, they come in through a phone call. It doesn't really matter. They all get presented to a CSR the same way. And you can tag those based on what number they come in through you can route them to a specific person. Um, and so here's what I will tell you. If you've got the right technology, it's not a problem at all. I mean, it's it's business as usual. If you don't, and it's like its own separate thing, um, like this is say your phone system doesn't support that, um, it's gonna be 
you know, a pita. And I'm not talking about the kind that you eat either. You know what I'm saying? To manage. So, <laughs> so anyway. So those, those are, who don't those know what a pita things. is. Yeah. <laughs> don't Google fix ass. that one. So. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, there you go. So, you know, defined by Dan. So, well, Dan, let's switch right. gears. Um, I, I, I wanted to get through those updates because in the summertime is typically when Google does a lot of updates. And so there's just been a ton of activity. I wanted our listeners to know what's going on there. Talk to me about what's happening on the financial side. What do you, I obviously had a new release of the PEST index. I know we had William and Blair on. Um, what, what are you seeing in the marketplace as far as the industry is concerned? So it's kind of interesting. So um, obviously, you know, we did that cost study and people say, well, why don't you do it every year? The fact of the matter is it doesn't really change year to year, right? Your um, The metrics are what they are. Uh, pest control is kind of like a puzzle, right? So, uh, you know, your gross margins between 50 and 55 percent. And within that, you know, your labor is 20 to 25 percent, et cetera, et cetera. Then you get your marketing sales and G&A. So, um, the idea is that the margins really don't change up or down. What changes is the growth of the company, right? So the growth is extremely important. And this index that we're doing with Tim over at uh, William Blair is, um, uh, you know, we submit to him uh, a, a, um, a, a, a an Excel each month that has probably like 20,000 lines on it. It's about 140 companies and all of the various uh uh, recurring and non-recurring services and then their analysts slice it and dice it and then come up with the index and what's really interesting about the index is it's highly correlated to um, the uh, public companies so the public companies make their announcements on uh, a quarterly basis so Terminex, Renekill, Ecolab, uh, Rollins they do um, their um, quarterly uh, earnings calls with you know, the investment community and talk about their growth. Uh, what's interesting is our index comes out monthly and it's highly predictive of what those companies are going to say. In fact, uh, I believe we're about 93% correlated, meaning that um, um, if you were to graph the growth of those companies and the growth of our index, the shape would look exactly the same. Um, it's it's almost scary. And and by the way, if you want to go to our website, uh, it's uh, sellmypcobusiness.com and you can download the report and you can see this graphic. It's 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 uh, it's stunning. It's 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 really terrific. But that said, if you look at the PCT 100, if you take the top 10 companies, that makes up probably about 60 to 65 percent of the entire industry. Um, you know, based on what we know of the size of the industry. That means that leaves, oh, about, you know, 35 to 40% for everyone else. And our index is based on everyone else. We don't have those top 10 companies in our index. Um, uh, we have our clients and, you know, our clients, the, the, the sweet spot is, is um, um, you know, that one to 10 million, although, you know, we do have clients that are doing significantly more, but those are guys who, uh, have grown with us, right? Uh, you know, a hundred million dollar company is not calling PCO bookkeepers to do their uh, CFO work. They have their own CFO, their own accounting department, whatnot. And we do do some consulting with those companies. But that said, so we've got this 35 to 40 percent uh, of the rest of the industry. And so those are smaller companies. So when uh, the big boys are growing by five or six percent or four or five percent, 
the rest of the industry might be growing double that. But the, the reason for that is if I have a $100,000 company and I grow 50%, I grew $50,000, no big deal. If I have a billion dollar company and I grow 50%, that's a half a billion dollars and that's not likely to happen. So our index is actually, the, the growth rate is actually higher than those companies, but the shape is exactly the same. And so what we saw in May is that overall index increased uh, year over year, or uh, this May over last year, of 16.2%. And um, that was actually down from April, where April was 21%. And it's exactly for the reason that we were talking about, because the whole country was closed up in those months uh, last year. So the comps are really easy, right? So the residential index increased in May 16.9%. Commercial was 22.7, right? Because, you know, obviously commercial got crushed last year. Um, and then WD was 8.4%. And the bed bug index actually decreased this year 3.1%. Um, and then uh, if, if I go to um, my June report, this is kind of interesting. Uh, where are we? Let's see. Um, the June report is is which which is coming out now, which I don't have in front of me, is actually um, yeah. So the June report says that the entire index increased 11.6% year over year, and which is a significant deceleration from May. But again, that's because last June everybody was starting to realize, okay, yeah, we have a pandemic, but the world's not gonna end, so we're still gonna do business. You know, we were deemed essential services, blah, blah, blah. And so that's kind of interesting, but the residential pest index, the residential it was up 8.8%, commercial 17.7, because even though we started to come back and people were staying home and, 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 and buying pest control, uh, at their homes, commercial was still kind of shut down last year. So we expect that to be bigger. But uh, the, the, the point, though, is that the, the industry is healthy and things are going well. And if you um, uh, take a look at uh, any day now, the earnings calls for, for Q2 for those big companies are going to come out. And I think what you'll find is the same pattern that, that we're discussing. So it's kind of interesting. It, it's very interesting. Should, should we trademark the, the term COVID hangover? Should we, should we do that? Do you think that would we work? Can. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> great idea. So, um, well, I mean, but here's, here's perspective. I, I love what you said about, you know, at the end of the day, we had a blockbuster year towards the, you know, the latter part of spring into summer and still pest is up 8.8%. Right. I mean, still WDOs up almost 11 percent. I mean, just when you when you think about that for a moment, yeah, the gross numbers aren't as high, but they're still growing, you know, off of oh, a yeah. blockbuster year. I mean, so what yeah. that I mean, it's just a great I think in, in my mind, that's it, a great sign for the industry. The industry continues to grow um, and there continues to be just a ton of opportunity for folks out there trying to get after it. And so um I mean, to me, it's it's great news. So that's good stuff. Anything else? Anything else yes, you so. want to talk about as far as the pest index? Uh, no, the pest index. That's that's. Uh, I, I would, um, you know, 
I don't charge anything for it. Uh, each month it comes out. Uh, if you want to receive it in your um, email, uh, then go on our website, uh, sellmypcobusiness.com and sign up for it. Or you can just go to the website and um, grab it each month. Um, but it's 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 pretty interesting stuff. And it's, uh, you know, these investment banks actually sell this information to their investment community or their pension funds or other investors who put money out in this. And uh, one of the, my requirements was that if I provide this information, that it's going to be available to all of our friends and clients. So uh, I encourage anybody who's interested to take a look at it. And, you know, and, and one thing before we move on here, I just want to remind our listeners is that we have the PMP Industry Insider website. And this podcast that we're doing right now will have show notes. And so the pest index will be linked from that as well as kind of, you know, these algorithm updates and just kind of a general health of your website. All that stuff will be linked out uh, on, the, yeah. on the site. Very excited about the, the uh, website, the PMP Insider uh, website. Um, that That's going to be pretty cool. Um, it, you know, it's, um, um, you know, just putting information out there for people. And um, listen, if you want to be a client of Colmarch or PCO Bookkeepers, love to have you but if you also just want to use the information it's it's all there and it's uh you know it's an industry that's been good to us so i think giving back that way is pretty neat but uh let's move on to m a which is um i was in a meeting yesterday and somebody you know i was doing a talk about um more so about um uh, the operating uh, cost ratios and whatnot and one guy raised his hand and he wouldn't let it go and he said, what are the multiples? What are people paying? What is it? And backed me into a corner. And yeah. here's, here's what I would tell you about M&A. Um, we we've never been busier. Um, there is a, um, um, you know, we're in a perfect storm. Interest rates are low. Growth rates are high. Based on the modeling that these companies can do, they can pay more and more money. For, uh, for for companies. Um, that said, um, you know, um, we also have this impending tax increase, which is actually, it's kind of interesting for the M&A field because, you know, Congress can't do anything quickly, right? So everybody's talking about this increase. It hasn't happened. Oh, geez, will it be retroactive? Will it be next year? What will it be? And people are starting to head toward the exits. The problem with that is you've got quality companies, non-quality companies, you've got big companies, small companies, everybody wants to head for the exit who, you know, has a short runway. My advice is if you've got a 10-year runway, you're young enough and whatnot, this is all just noise, just I would hang in there, right? But if your runway is two to three years, um, it might be time to, to, to think about getting out. The problem is that these companies, you know, for our industry, Orkin, Terminex, uh, Renekill, these are big companies. But if you look at the S&P, uh, you know, 100 or whatever, they're they're relatively small companies, and their M&A uh, groups are fairly small and only have the capacity to handle a certain amount of transactions. It's not that money's drying up; they just can't do that many transactions. And we just signed a deal the other day, so we're sitting here on uh, July 30th is when we're recording this session. Um, and we just signed a deal the other day that will close November 1st, right? And so if you believe taxes are going to go up, but maybe next year, then you want to get that done by this year. 
Okay. Um, the other thing is because uh, the cost of money is so low, um, and um, you know, uh, certain these companies are are really focused in on route density. If you're in the right geography, um, you know, if you're growing well, if your uh, cash to owner is uh, right, if you your recurring to non-recurring is 80% or more, you're going to get top dollar. And we just signed an LOI for probably as far as I know, the highest multiple that's ever been paid for a sub $10 million revenue company. And that was a three and a half. There have been 3.6s that have gone off. I know of a deal that's about to happen. Enterprise value is a 4.0, but that's not for the whole company. So valuations are really, really at a uh, at a crest and, and it's kind of interesting. Um, so that from, hang on just stop yeah. there for a moment that, that yeah. is crazy insane I, isn't it it is crazy three yeah. and a half who would have thought and in an enterprise and i know you said it's not for the whole company but just the fact that there's a valuation at four yeah it, it's insane and well what's crazy that, i was gonna say and one other thing too that i wonder about is i know you and i both know we've talked about this in previous episodes we all know that a tax increase is coming. The question I think, and I think this is gonna be the biggest factor in this, is what's gonna happen with COVID, right? I mean, if I'm president, which by the way, would never want that job, don't want it, but you know, if I'm sitting there and it's the middle of a pandemic, the last thing I wanna do is raise taxes in the middle of a pandemic, right? And stifle business. And but at the same time, you know, like we got this recovery, we don't have this recovery. And so I think you just really want to pay attention as to what's, you know, and when I think when we start coming out of this, you better start getting on your A game. Like you said, if you're wanting to you want to have an Well, the, the interesting thing is, right, so the taxes that affects the sellers, right? I don't want to pay a lot of taxes as a seller. The buyers could care less what you pay in taxes. So. Right. The taxes itself themselves don't affect valuation. What affects valuation is the cost of capital, right? So if that cost of capital rises through increased interest rates, inflation, et cetera, and we don't know where this is going to fall out. If you just follow, so, you know, we did some work to our house and we had to buy a whole bunch of lumber, right? And you know, if you've been tracking the price of lumber over the past year, it's crazy. It tripled and quadrupled and now it's coming back. And that's an indicator of you know commodities are an indicator of inflation and uh, i think that the gdp just came out the other day and it was like six and a half well six and a half over last year you've never seen six and a half uh, i can't ever remember in my life that that's a crazy number right but mm -hmm. if if you believe that uh, monetary and fiscal policy is going to leave all of that alone because we have this delicate economy that means that the companies who are purchasing can you know continue this valuation even into next year if taxes rise now i'm not saying that this is happening but we could actually have another leg up in the pricing right because they need to shake people uh off the tree to sell their companies but i might not want to sell my company now that taxes went up so how do they do that so there could potentially be another leg up which, which is crazy. So here, here's the, the, the numbers. Let me just translate what you just said to our listeners. Yeah. What he's saying is, is this, even if taxes go up, they're going to, the multiples will probably go up to allow, or to just coach sellers into selling. 
to, to take care of that. Yeah. Not, yeah. If if interest rates change, then 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 you know I'm totally off base on this. But right. what's happening is right now, like Rollins, their stock is selling for you know we always talk about this multiple of revenue, but but the investment community talks about multiple of uh, earnings. So they're at 30x, which is insane. The, these best deals that I'm talking about are going off at 15x. What's interesting is Rollins is at 30x, and then you've got companies like Terminex, Renekill, uh, and Ecolab, which are roughly half, 15 to 17 times, but they're paying 15 times. The question is, how, you know, you could see a Rollins, well, I buy it for 15x and I double my money overnight, but the other ones, not so much. It's it, it's very, very interesting. Um, you know, uh, at some point, the thing's got to go backwards. But uh, right now, um, what is um, uh, Warren Buffett says? He says, I'm selling when everybody's buying. I'm buying when everybody's selling. And so, <laughs> you know, there you have it. But 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 it's an extremely robust uh, market and we're seeing um, these valuations are, are extremely high for quality companies, right? This is very important because a lot of people come to me with companies that aren't, you know, uh, you know, uh, 60% one time and, and just aren't putting up the profit numbers and, 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 and very little growth. Yeah. That's not a company that's worth a whole lot of money. And that might be, you know, a, a disappointment, but if you've got a quality company and you're thinking, uh, it's time to 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 uh, at least check it out. Definitely get in touch with us because we are, you know, through June we've done 150 million dollars. Uh, I see that close to doubling um, by the end of the year. Um, and then the other brokers are, you know, there's a lot of deals happening out there as well. So it's, uh, um, you know, I would tell you that we can do the best job. Our, uh, you know. A, a selfless plug you know we've we've got it all under one roof <laughs> and everyone knows uh, we're good at that same yeah, thing with Colmar. Yeah. there you go <laughs> yeah, yeah. but uh, but seriously if, you, if you're thinking about discussing it it's it's it, it's time um so uh it's a very exciting time to be in the pest control business so i would agree i would agree well dan i anything else to add i mean you know on, on the marketing side the only thing i would add is you know if you were if you're obviously we're all in the digital game, I will say this, it is changing dramatically as well and prices are going up. And so if you're not watching your your paid spend, now's a good time to get dialed into that because what we're seeing across the board is cost per click is going up and people are paying more for basically the same results. And so What's happening is the platform is getting more and more monetized. And this is not a doom and gloom prediction, but but what that means is, is that you've got to be a lot smarter about how you're spending your ad spend and exactly where it's going. And, and we can talk more about that in a future podcast. We don't have time today, but this has been a great wrap up. Anything else to add, Dan, before we finish out? So the real business to be in is a Google. So get out of your business. Let's that, all start. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> that's a great summary. Well, that's it. That, takes, that brings us to the end. Dan, this has been a ton of fun. And it, it's always fun when you and I just, I think, just talk about issues that we're seeing in the industry. And if you enjoyed this episode, please remember to rate and review it on Apple or Spotify, however it is that you listen to the podcast. And with that, we're going to roll out and we will see you all next time. Take care now.